Welcome to Echoes of Ages. If you are listening, you either listened to the last 83 episodes of our campaign, Darkness and Ice, or you skipped to the end. This bonus episode is our group's roundtable discussion, where we talk about what happened to who, or our favorite moments, possibly even Cam's favorite color. If you stay to the end, you will also get a sneak peek of our up-and-coming campaign. Uh, if you're listening now, because we can, we're going to do a little bit of roundtable and jibber-jabber and let you know that there is a third campaign definitely coming. There'll be a small break in between, but for now, we'll still focus on the second one. First of all, and I messaged him directly, and I thank Nick for being able to come on for this. And now, as soon as I say that, he walks away. He has to leave. And he's on the phone. <laughs> he's on the phone. <laughs> uh, but, but to clarify, actually, this is this is campaign one. Technically. Technically, yes. Podcast, technically. <laughs> yes, our first campaign, uh, yeah. when, when you all died, didn't make Ended it. Ended much the, more the tragically. Yeah. Very but tragic. this one had its moments of tragedy, but for the most part, well, not even the most part, every single character it from start to finish well players it was a rough, was <laughs> a rough start characters died outright yeah some of them more than once <laughs> i got the three yeah <laughs> what was the, how did you get back the second time so what? there was this when i got turned to stone oh I forgot about that. the thane brought me back then there was when i died in the middle of the fight and i was brought back by Baba Yaga, yeah which yeah. canceled out my fate Bait thread, yep. Yeah. And then when I got forward killed, yeah, when I got killed, <laughs> like Jill. outright, and, and brought back my Bravo, by the way, everybody. Yes. <laughs> now I know the gravity of what power word kill is as a spell. I was like, yep. I was just unconscious. Like, this is <laughs> no, I'm gonna get there, and he'll be fine. It's not power word. Go to sleep. It's... Have a little nap. Did, wait, John, did you ever reach a hundred health? No. Like, your max health level is level fifteen. 100? Did not get 100 health. My max health uh, was 98. Oh, so at any time. Remember what level did you guys get to? Sorry, yeah, 15. 15. Cool. We missed you, though. Oh, do you want any spoilers, Nick? I mean, I've got a little epilogue here. I'm good with that. Okay. Wait, no, no, I'll, I'll listen to Don't worry about spoilers in Roundtable Talk. I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> you're part of the Roundtable Talk while you're here. Yeah. Nick, uh, is there one thing that you never got, you kind of regret you wanted to do with Allie while still in the party? Let me think about that for a sec. Come back to me. I guess that could be a general question. Like, yeah, did any of you have anything else. unfinished that you wish you would have had the chance to do? And as a quick intercede to that, so Cam, John, Aserak is the villain in Tomb of Annihilation. <laughs> That's what was near Rookgate. He's a oh, skeleton, so we right? literally had, a, we went right. Or you guys could have gone right into the that. Tomb of Annihilation. Yep. Ah. Oh, if we had gone that path. You read the obelisk, which is like the entrance to the tomb. <laughs> Yeah, let's not go in here, guys. It looks like it was a little dark and dreary. <laughs> what happened with Cam's parents? Remember they remember the dad was like shimmering and stuff and, and went all weird and that, we thought something malicious was happening? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just last... a little I'm just fuzzy in my memory. You can oh, answer that like, while I grab a drink. He... It... Go ahead, John. Is your dad. Yeah, true, uh, true. Wow. Cam's dad was replaced by one of the big bads of the campaign. And Okay. Yeah. And we ended so up did, having to go. So save. what happened to Cam's real dad? We went and saved him. Right. In the cave. Literally, right? yeah. Literally just outside of so, that. Yeah. Is, 
We went into a cave, and if we'd gone right, we would have went to the Tomb of Annihilation. If we went gotcha, left, okay. we would have went, We, which is where we went. We went and saved. I, rem- I remember the rescue now. Thanks for the refresher. Yeah. I'm glad we got stool home. I think that was one of the highlights for the journey for me. <laughs> yeah, but where's, where's, stool home. but where's Jeb? That's, I regret not getting Jeb at the party. The, uh, the I thought about it, end. but he just, I know he was a favorite character for you guys, but he wasn't prominent it's enough in the story to be brought. <laughs> He came he back important. twice, though. He was at two different events. Minor <laughs> yeah, but it was in the same stretch. Major in our hearts. He was an Uber driver. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Like a good one. Was, like a five-star a five star Uber driver. <laughs> who was Viserion's fake assistant again? Grin. Grin. Yeah. Grin. So Grin, Grin ended up being Bobby a Rasputin, Yaga. like from Russian history. Okay. But they went Bobby to Yaga's Earth. Son. Ah. Yeah, we fought in the... Did you have to fight Grin? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. he was Gregory. We fought him a couple times. He was probably one of our hardest battles, to be honest. He he was the one that replaced Cam's dad. Mm -hmm. Yes, I remember that. And he stole Dawnbringer from Cam. He created her, essentially. Yeah. Was part of the process. He killed Vizirin. Yeah, he impersonated Didn't you just stab Vizirin and Vizirin survived? No, I learned that in the epilogue. Yeah, he... he To have a slat as a servant, they literally have... It's it's like a mind crystal in them. So they can be... Commanded Grigori slash Grin removed it and basically left, and Rook just shredded Vizier into pieces. Mm-hmm. So, did Ali ever make it back for his sword and it was gone to Brava or something? It depends. I would have picked it up. I'm just, I, I was visualizing getting back to the, the blacksmith as it had already left and it was on its way to Brava and some sort of no, because Brava never like outright summoned for it to come back. No, oh, I thought I'd have to did. physically still go there and get it. I, my plan was to just go there, get it for you, and then mail it to you, basically. Just like um, when Cam, well, any of you returned I, to Rookie for the first time, that massive dagger was still there. I gave him, like, all my money there. You guys left the magic it to him. <laughs> yep. And then I got under, under the rugs. <laughs> yep. but yeah, was there anything the remaining four of you would have wished you could have done? Because, you know, like, there was a lot of open threads popped out over two years. Reclaim my sword and brew beer. That was my, my life goals, and I think I they were achieved. I honestly don't know where any goals I had were. Like, my big thing was obviously going back to make sure that Rookgate was okay. Yeah. And that was fulfilled. A little bit in hindsight, I wish I hadn't necessarily have done, like, the full brood and leave for the, with the family stuff. But at the same time, it fit. It, yeah, it's... The, it wasn't going to be fixed in a weekend. No, listen. And I, well, for, I fixed it with your my side. That was one of the hardest things I had to do. And yeah, no, I, I completely get it. Like, there's big bad evils, and then there's just like you're just a piece of shit. Yeah, just being so fun. Quiet. I I loved hiding up on the tower while everybody was looking for me. Okay, what's what's the deal with Penny's family? <laughs> you know, I was thinking about that before we came mm-hmm. on because I could. I don't know if I ever said i know blinky and penny had a conversation about it like maybe in the first third of the campaign but penny's straight laced wood elf family was not too keen on the tendency she was showing towards reanimation of dead things and they kind of just like left her behind and then she blocked it out in a way that she's like i don't have a family i've never had one (laughs) you are my family now (laughs) 
So she was always kind of just looking for that. And she never had anyone after they left. I think it would have been very, she would have been very young when it happened. Because then when you get to 98, it has dulled the pain. You're older than that now. I'm older. I am. I'm actually, I forgot. It's like, like, I get my next hundred years. Like, do you have a hundred years left? (laughs) Like, age 50? (laughs) Yeah. But like, I'd still come back with a few years left. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You also asked for a hundred years. Yeah. Harm, did you want to explain what actually happened that you got your power instead of the slightly skewed version? Can I make a guess? Yeah. Did she kill Rob? No. No. No, no. I I legitimately died from my own stupidity in sense. Okay. No, in our conversations, you were dying, and she basically like prayed for anything to come. No. Let, yeah, let, blink I was up. drowning. Harm, was sorry. That? Harm, go. Yeah. Harm, go. That basically we were running from some townspeople or town guards across a frozen river because Brava had snuck into a library and was looking at all the forbidden books. Then we were running and he broke through the ice and then he was dead. And then this thing was there. It was about to eat a soul. Like it it was there. It was about to eat a soul. And I said, no, take me instead. And so that is one of several ancient evils in Lasaro, a quaffa. Uh, and uh, every time there was a liquid harm or what or blinky or whatever, that was always her. And ironically, at one point, Bravo, when you prayed essentially for your sister, you rolled low enough that she actually heard you. So at one point, if you remember, you were hearing kind of like a drowned voice in your head. Yeah. That's what it was. <laughs> you had a very faint connection because of where you were. And I was like, oh, sweet. I get to get another cat. <laughs> <laughs> but she's not going to be very happy to lose a servant i'll tell you that yeah i was like ah i've pissed what? off an ancient evil <laughs> right so that was blinky's thing in the beginning was that she'd seen this horrible thing and it had freaked her out so bad to her core that she was literally trying to get it out of her head by not thinking about it so she'd meditate and say her thing because yeah. she was you know a bit of ptsd stuff that's where that came from but uh, what was, was happening to have that because every once in a while decisions you made i could throw you just a little bit more hmm. all the while yeah you're feeding her I remember um, killing a, a lot, like, or at least putting the ending blow on a couple powerful creatures. Yep. Like the demon at the end, yep. I killed him with the final blow and something else that was pretty big. A couple big things. Like I just happened to have the final blow. Because it's a, it's a moot point now, once it became Duskbringer, every time you guys dealt damage with her, you were literally stealing parts of her soul. And had you done enough damage over time, her soul would have been bound to a Kawatha for eternity. Oh, yeah. Like Losaro's soul? Or not Losaro, sorry. Um, Scenarios. Scenarios? And so when she wasn't talking to us, that was basically she was too damaged to talk anymore? Well, once she was turned, like, she didn't have much power anymore. So, like, she was weakened, and then you guys were just siphoning from her to deal more damage. So what was the deal with Aquatha? Was she slowly taking over Blinky? At one point, she was starting to. And that was when, at one point, Brava could sense there was essentially two of you in there. And then once it flipped back to Cam, it kind of severed the tie. When I was trying to do that Hail Mary prayer closer to the end, if I had rolled low enough on the percentiles, would you have had some kind of intervention from TNR? Yes, absolutely. That would have been very interesting. (laughs) Absolutely. Memorable moments. For me, one of the biggest, especially as a DM to try and do, was buff Brava ripping the eye out of the beholder. Yeah. Oh, I have yeah. told that story to people so many times now. <laughs> Anything else 
jump out for you guys? I think that entire fight itself was like Krebitz died in that. I mean, like it spawned. You almost died. I almost died. It was like one of the closest times I had gotten from dying. Like that was probably one of our not harder fights, but like. But I think it like was you hard. said, the most a lot of stuff happened. A, a there. lot of shit hit the fan real fast. Well, yeah. and that was <laughs> not to stick a wound in, but that was the start of the cult essentially too. Yeah, that's what I mean. Honestly, I think the last fight like, with Alvana. Yeah, like for everything that had to go right and that we had to get through, and then like the only reason some of like I was able to stay up was because of luck. The only reason like this and that happened was because we lucked into the fact that we survived the immediate onslaught like and it was a slog because that was the whole session <laughs> like well that's good because like like i said after we stopped recording that fight afterwards from my side i don't like i'm i've got everything laid out what i'm doing you know what the villains are doing in, in terms of intelligence and ideas and whatnot but i don't know how that's coming across for players for you guys so i'm like towards the end i'm like is it still okay are they getting bored of this fight so not I, bored i would have been really mad not at you but like if we had lost because we had such a good plan i felt going in and just everything went wrong at the start and it would have, <laughs> right been, it would have been it would have been so upsetting because it was just like we lost because of bad luck at the yeah. beginning and that would have been well that's like, how we that lost had nothing to do campaign. with uj yeah and it was like how we lost the last campaign so i just like, i just wanted to win <laughs> i want to win and, and, we, and we talked about that too if you're listening obviously we had some critical hit and miss effects throughout the game with with dex and i don't know if it made the recording that for the final fight we threw that out the window because we didn't want any fluke that just automatically made it impossible for one side or the other. And I think as a result, like you said, it came across much tighter. There was no, we're completely screwed or we've got this made and it made for a better overall fight. Yeah, there wasn't any crazy curveballs for either side in that sense. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it, it was a more of a, a continuous wave rather than like drastic, like, oh God, we're panicking kind of thing. Like for oh, me at one point, was panic. on my end, it was oh, like yes. whack-a-mole at one point. Oh yes. yeah. One of you drops, somebody else gets up, drop another one. Yes. We managed like, to be at a stalemate there for a little bit, which I can see that maybe getting a little boring per se, but like it was yeah. really like time was running out. Like there was only yeah. so much I was going to be able to do. And yeah. it's like, well, and Alvana yeah. was Alvana was literally down to frost, frost, frost. Yeah. Okay. Like, look, Brava killed her literally by stabbing her. Like I have literally yep. killed maybe three things in the entire campaign. One being a vampire and one being the fucking with a <laughs> the, quill. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and, made sure i had to include that in the epilogue and yeah it was <laughs> but i said the when i said a ped too i didn't know i was killing her at the time <laughs> i know well and that was the one thing i had to make sure with her because like she's fighting venomous to the death so when you're all like how's she looking i'm like pissed off that's all I you do, get i take that jade that is one of my biggest regrets i regret not saying that my quill was my owl feather <laughs> i wasn't <laughs> sure if it was gonna be so i i thought of it after the fact like like after that night i was sleeping and i was like fuck man I should have been an owl feather. Damn it. Like just to have that from day one to the end of day being like the critical thing that ended up being what killed her. It would have been so funny. <laughs> That's why we needed it. <laughs> Another moment I liked was when Alessandra attacked the Demigorgon. <laughs> <laughs> Pimp slap. <laughs> and when we talked about it, Nick, you were like, I didn't think Jay would throw something that nasty at us. <laughs> intended for us to run away we did a lot of it's been so long we did a lot in the underdark that i think gets missed like i really liked Gracklestug as a place and that's where cam got turned into a weasel which was, oh, yeah. for the first time for the first time i was the first i was actually 
I was actually kind of sad that I got revived. I had a fun character in mind to replace. And I like, I liked Allie and I was fine that he survived, but I was fine with him dying. I think that would have been a fun death. You can always say no, they're fine not coming I could have. Yeah, I could have. Like, and that was I the thing with It's like, it was legit. Yeah. He was ready I was to like, I'll just, I was like, I'll just go with the flow and see what happens. And I guess if I could rewind, maybe I wouldn't have revived and I would have just jumped into a new character. I think that would have been fun. I think the way things went for you, unfortunately, schedule wise, it was probably better that you were able to stick with Allie. Yeah. Because you would have jumped into that that's character true. and really not gotten a lot of mileage out of it because unfortunately you weren't able to stick with true. us. And we did miss you. Yeah. It's it's so hard to get a take a night off work every night, every week. Yeah. It's like trying to book a day off work every week. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Some nights it's easier, some nights not. It was getting hard. Yeah. There was this one time we were in this place with a whole bunch of chalices. We had to like drink and see if it was the right answer. But if it wasn't the right answer, I don't know, it would have been poison. And right then we were like, well, Brava was like, God damn it. Why couldn't Ali be here? He'd just drink the <laughs> Oh, yeah, all. that one. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, yeah. <laughs> so I, there, I thought potions. we were just pulling his leg and going into the last crusade just to really <laughs> fuck with him. <laughs> Yeah. No, there's a moment where I was like, oh, God, you know, that moment where you really just want, wish you could have Allie around for just this thing, just to <laughs> drink all these chalices for us. <laughs> Narratively speaking, so what happened was you guys started in the Out of the Abyss campaign. Yeah. You completely missed the Dark Gnome City. It just happened to work out that way. And obviously some changes were made here and there. And we then... were trying to go there originally, weren't we? We were, tra- we were. You were, but just the way you traveled, you never got there. Yeah, because we didn't. And then... In Reign of Winter, which was the back half of the campaign, first off, it's a module or campaign. I tried to run three times. Oh, wow. And never even got out of the first book. It's six books that make up the whole thing. So I didn't get out of the first four levels. So when I started this campaign, I was like, if I can end there, it took a little bit to get there. But also in that, there was another world in their narrative that you go to in the process. And I was just like, where you guys were, it wasn't really necessary. And obviously there was their liberties taken here and there. But for anyone listening and wondering, those were the two main literal bookends of this campaign. And we'll touch on it a little bit later. That's not so much going to be the case in the next one. I regret my favorite. Oh, wait, I'll let you go first. I finally got one up on Bravo without physically like threatening him with the hut full of candy. <laughs> yes. Just letting him eat. That was probably one of my favorite like non-violent answers. Yes. <laughs> no, it's fine. Let him go. If they get sick, I'll fix them. It'll, this is going to be fun. <laughs> what were you going to say, Derek? I do regret not coming up with more clever family stories over the time period. Originally, I was hoping for me and Blinky to just randomly spit out kind of like for every scenario that came up, we would have a family story that could help us towards that. Yeah, the um, irony is I'm in another group as a player and two of the characters are starting to do that. I actually had had that. That was a goal with Penny at the beginning to meet the family no 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 but like you know every situation would be connected back to something odd that had happened to her but she just associated as being regular like okay i remember that one time that we almost got burned alive by that village because they didn't (laughs) like us like it's just like normal happenstance oh yeah but that's hard to do on the fly and it's very much this there's one time at band camp yeah 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I will say there was there was a couple of times I'd sit down and I'm like, okay, I got to just react to what you guys are doing. And sometimes it was easy. Sometimes it was hard. The <laughs> epilogue was fun. I didn't plan anything. 
literally wrote the intro and waited to see what you guys were going to say and what you were going to do. So that's why, Justine, when you asked me, you're like, well, is the Micona thing an option? I'm like, yeah, it's just the way you presented the question. She had a different answer than what you expected. Yes. I was surprised by what she gave back. So it changed things, you know, and I had to weigh the options because I was like, well, what I want to do Justine wise versus what Penny would want to do, which is to stay with Cam and still be with her friends. So then of course she has to take this offer. It would have been cool to see the Tomb of Annihilation. Yeah. Yeah. So especially when we still had uh, Dawn bigger then too. She like Cam would have just torn that place. I would have cleared that, <laughs> oh, that would have been awesome. Well, would you guys, that yeah. have replaced the Baba Yaga storyline if we had gone in that direction instead? Potentially, because Tomb of Annihilation is a full campaign. I was going to take a section of it, and then Rasputin. You probably would have fought him there instead, and then learn more about Asarak, but more lore wise than anything else. And it still would have tied into because you guys would have came out and all of a sudden. Yeah, now everything is frozen. What's going on? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to give you a few forks in that where you could kind of go the overall narrative I could always weave back in, but I never yeah. wanted to like railroad you guys into, okay, I want them to do this. My only personal gripe, but it, it still fit the story, was that we as a party never really had downline. Well, like, and towards the back end, you were in situations where it was harder to get. Oh, yeah, no, like I'm I'm not complaining like in narrative sense. It yeah, if you think of it as, like you said, yeah, like over your entire level one to what we just finished was two months yeah in game that's it yeah and, and yeah you guys spent a lot of it hopping and the only time we really like stuck around anywhere was like the couple of days we spent in Thelmanzar. yeah but that was always like i never felt like i was shoving you guys you just had your own you're like okay we're gonna do this next i honestly thought that fixing the baba yaga thing would take like a little short side quest thing like <laughs> yeah. 30 minutes to, uh, <laughs> yeah. this is only gonna take us Look, like he made a portal for us and everything it's we're gonna go then you're like oh we'll hop in there and kill whatever we need to do and bring her back <laughs> what would have happened if we had gone for Elvana first instead of hopping to find Baba Yaga you couldn't get to the inner sanctum without Baba Yaga it just wasn't possible magically so the, the very final portal you went through you couldn't go through without her being that far down like that far free because uh, you were slowly basically it's like imagine you're in a plastic bag over your head and somebody's very slowly opening it up and you're getting air that's kind of for Baba Yaga she was slowly getting power like at first there was nothing then she could kind of communicate whatever's holding her a little bit then she could communicate with a few people telepathically then she could do a little more you had her down to her final prison okay so now she's a little more useful yeah. And that was when she was able to get you through. Although I will say, I like the, let's just calm Blinky and go through the snake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which in the module is not a snake. Fair enough. You guys. That was another good one for me. <laughs> yeah. Did we ever discuss like why Blinky was so afraid of snakes? No, nope, it was just her thing. She was scared of snakes. I was scared of water because I well, almost died. We know died why you were scared. <laughs> <laughs> that one was a bit more on the nose, as it were. She's just scared of snakes. Like a cat, it's a cat thing. In character, as long as we had succeeded in stopping Elvana, I was one hundred percent okay with Cam dying, and I was—he was, was going to be putting himself in front of anything. Yeah, and I fully expected that too. To be honest, yeah. I was not okay with that. <laughs> yeah, I knew that. I'm too. aware. If Blinky was the last one standing, she would have cast Fog of Madness in the room and 
run out and close the doors until everything in there died. That would have been great. You would have ran out to that statue. Yeah, yeah. That's my other question. Was it still there, or yep. it was just it didn't turn around and go back? Nope. Amidst combat, you wouldn't have heard it kind of like bouncing off the door. It's not even like pounding to get in. Oh, I enjoyed doing the wedding too. The wedding was very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was cool. We did so many things. Like when you look back, think back to like, or you look at notes and things. I have one note here where you were going to go to. You guys were going to go to a tower, and then you went to Gabron instead. And I'm like, fuck, they went to Gabron. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I did that. Wasn't too bad. That was the time where the zero. We, yeah, we you fought the guards from the pale tower. We role played being sneaky so hard that we that I actually thought that's what you were doing. Jay, yeah. yes. <laughs> That was another fun one when me, Cam, and Bravo were just like, they're just guards. It'll be fine. <laughs> oh, God, they're guards. <laughs> Why aren't they dying, Cam? <laughs> or when you guys set up your entire plan and then Blink, you went into the dream of the dragon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, come on now. Come now. <laughs> Big threat oh. here. Bullseye. Using... You can find us. <laughs> <laughs> I was pretending to be every different head of Tiamat. <laughs> Like, yeah, this is totally how she talks. An environment. You need to get there. You need to stop them. And I'm in my head going, she's not thinking this through. No. (laughs) And an environment and an encounter that really stood out for me was actually the Minotaur in the maze. Oh yeah. Jay, I thought you did such a good job building tension that when we got to the end and it came up behind Penny in the mirror and grabbed her, I was actually like scared. I was like, this would be a very good suspenseful live action of something. I thought it was very well done. And I was like, oh my God, Penny, what's happened to her? I love the episode with the miniatures and the surprise and like the whole setup in the desert. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was good. Outside of Rookgate, yeah. It was, uh, yeah, again, uh, our friend Clayton painted those for me. I was, and it was funny because I had said to him, I'm like, if you happen to have these done for Wednesday, I could use them for the fight. And it was like Sunday and he hadn't even started yet. And on Tuesday, he's like, yeah, they're good. They're just miniatures. You have to paint like one line on them. You try painting them. They're not that easy. I know. It's more than that. I I (laughs) I know you're sassing them. No, you can knock those. They're they're not like the most detailed thing. No, but when you also have to work on top of that. Yeah, but with the way I know he paints, he probably put like a couple hours in each one and then. That's what I figure too. Jay, who was. Okay, so we'll ask two questions. Who was your favorite NPC? And who was your favorite NPC to voice? <laughs> not Chris. <laughs> because they might not be the same person. <laughs> For a quick side note before this, while Jay thinks about it, unless he had it lined yeah. up, what I really enjoyed is when he started talking dwarvish and it was with a Scottish accent or some kind of, I don't even remember what accent I made in the end because I spoke bad <laughs> dwarvish. But when I spoke back, <laughs> I tried doing that and I was like, oh man, I wish we were like seeing more dwarves because I really wanted to like plash that out some more and try to like hone in on the accent a little better so it made it sound like I was getting better at Dwarvish. <laughs> I love when I got forced to go crab eggs off the cliff and stab. I love that yeah. scene. Yeah, yeah we were talking about that earlier, favorites. just that whole fight and everything that did narratively. And because like I said, my favorite part was in that when Bravo ripped out the eye of the beholder. I'm like, how the hell do I work that? Okay, well, let's just uh, give basically the tension strength. Wasn't that when he went buff rather than like... Yep. Reversed his strength and his intelligence or something. Yeah, and he did it later on. He did it again later, too. And then eventually just polymorphed himself into a giant gorilla. So you said favorite to voice and favorite NPC in general? And favorite overall. Favorite overall. Favorite overall, I 
think would be Rasputin. And the reason for that is because I think the payoff worked. You guys had no idea how important he was going to be. And until you actually, it was, okay, that's who he is. And then it was like the, oh shit moment. And you always worry with something like that, that you're going to either rush it or it's just underwhelming or whatever. So I was happy with that. To voice Krebitz was fun. (laughs) The Zirin was fun. Was it your own character? Uh, Dartak? Dartak? Dartak. Yeah. You know what? And that's hard because he started out as a PC. Yeah. And I completely stole that voice from another character in fantasy that I thought it just worked perfectly. So yeah, if I could cheat, that would be my answer. If not, probably Vizirin. It wasn't too difficult. It wasn't one that I, and as I alluded to later on, did. And then we got away from it, came back to the character. I'm like, shit, how did I do that voice? Because I had a couple characters where I couldn't remember that because it had been so long since we had them. Ecuadorian was fun. She didn't last long enough, but it is the dwarf accent. But just with her, it was a little more fun. The whole dwarven cannonball and dead. It was sad she didn't uh, live. It was really No one, like right out of the prison gate. They were dropping like flies. and. And yet we were, that was probably when we were the most cautious. Like we were trying not to fight shit. I know, yeah. I know you guys are like, we have nothing. We kind of are nothing compared to the environment. Yeah. And just bad luck was happening. Jay, I need to ask you something that sure. you might not remember the answer to. But this, I think, was either in episode one or in episode two. We had crossed this bridge and Penny and Blinky were having an interaction. And Penny like zoned out. Or not zoned, like she just like wouldn't wake up. And Blinky had to yeah. sleep for a week. But nothing ever came of that. Do you remember what that was? There was something nearby that you guys didn't end up encountering. Ooh. I'd have to go back through my notes to find it, but essentially that's the short answer. Okay. Oh. I got a mindset question for an NPC. What was going on in Grin's mind when we were bossing him around like a servant and getting oh, yeah, like, such as food and stuff and him being like so much more powerful than us at that point in time? What was his mindset? Like, what was he thinking? Like, why am I fetching food to these people? You got to remember, he's the one that set all that into motion. He needed one demon lord to basically be remaining, so to speak, or not even remaining, but he needed Orcus to die to, on the way back to the abyss, steal that essence into the orb. So it's like, okay, these people have become part of the plan to make that happen. Whatever. They're beneath Yeah, but ego being bossed around to like serve these people and make them food. How does an ego like that? take that like bravo would you are literally too stupid to realize who he is it's true is what it comes down to like you're looking at the moment oh we're bossing him around he's like okay yeah they bossed me around for two days i've been planning this for how long i didn't boss him around (laughs) (laughs) i just and with his cooking he endeared you to him you guys thought he was a bumbling idiot but he'd make whatever you want it tasted fantastic and truth be told once you ate the food he could scry on you sometimes damn at I've already no had point, to do with that. I don't think I actually talked to him as Grant. I don't even like, think so either. You were doing any, your own thing. You'd uh, show yeah. up and eat the meal and leave. Yeah. Like, it was like, okay, cool. Like, if I needed to, I could have um, made, made some mushroom stew or something. Like, Yeah. The, um, dealing with you guys to... was a lot easier than, and I don't want to say easier. Like, for him to deal with Vizirin was tough. Because it's like, again, you're more powerful than this guy, but you need a patsy kind of thing. And that's why he was able to make it work. The whole time, he's your taking him for granted, he's working hard to keep that illusion up. Yeah. Jay, did you have a favorite environment or location or part of the world that maybe was not in the base campaigns that you were using and something that you had really taken and made it into your own? Nothing's jumping out to mind. Like I said, there's things I did along the way, especially, so there's going to be a couple I'm going to mention here. Scenaria was literally just supposed to be this blade, well, a holy avenger for a paladin, but once... John dropped that he was an ASMR. I was like, 
I'm going to throw this in here. If they get near it, it'll be a great thread that'll play out. And if he doesn't, oh, well. Once he did, it was really easy to keep building on that story. Like I had no intention of doing that unless you guys found it. And then, yeah, to tweak it a little bit so that, okay, you're not a paladin, but it's your lineage. So it works yeah. really well. Blinky was another one that was really easy to keep feeding stuff into. You out of the gate with Penny was fun because you guys made no mention. Like we didn't talk about what the campaign was going to be or anything ahead of time. So here you have this mushroom girl who can forage and everything else where otherwise Quite frankly, you guys would have been screwed for a lot of things. Y'all would have so, so screwed. Yes. <laughs> so I don't think I have an, an environment that I preferred. What I think is for the most part, you all got to shine at fairly level parts of time. Some a little more than others and, and some in different ways than others. And for me, that was the most important part. Like I said, I changed something to a snake at the very end just because it reflects one of the characters. But yeah, I can't think of anything I changed too, too drastic. Uh, actually, one of the things I liked was when you guys were in the cold north, I literally made up those crystal cats. And I thought they were a very unique creature to see and encounter. They weren't powerful or anything, but it's just something that was not in the module by any stretch. Actually, I don't think any of that was. And I was just like, well, what could they have here? And I thought, you know what? Okay, it's the north. Things will be a little bit different. Well, what about this? And just pulled a few little things so that to me, some of the monsters are like goblins or drow or whatever. You're like, you know what that is. Others, it's when they have a unique look to them or they do something different yeah, that I like was, to have. So there was many times where afterwards we're like, what is it? What does it look like? What is this thing? Like after we fought and killed it, we were like, okay, what yeah. is this? Like, what is yeah. it we were actually fighting? I know one thing that never got resolved and I got asked a couple times outside of it was what made that big splash in the Underdark? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that was essentially an undead version of a killer whale. <laughs> was a whale. Oh, man. I was hoping it was a massive stalactite splashing <laughs> somewhere. No. Nope. Oh my god, that is like I can't I can't think off him, but there was a couple things where you guys were absolutely terrified and it was like nothing mm. outside of the Minotaur, but I'm glad that came off the way I wanted it to. Well, I think at least very early on there was a lot of like fear of the unknown. Like it's a dark room. What's in the dark room? And so it's from squishy. and even so from a DM perspective, you guys escape. Yeah. I'm like, they can go literally anywhere. You know what? I'm going to create this little environment where if they try to go this one way, I'm going to have these knolls in this slad and they'll be fucking terrified of them and not go oh that way. So it, it, I shoehorned you a little to go to one of two directions instead of one of three. Yeah. But at first, I'm like, okay, how do I avoid that for now? And I, and I just came up with that encounter. And I thought visually, you'd be like, yep, that would terrify Sometimes me. that didn't work, though, because look at Allie with the Debbie Gorgon. He was like, yeah. I'm going this way. And you're like, oh, you Stop know what? It. And I don't, I don't even know if I could do it again, but, but the whole Slobladop voice thing was fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember the tone. That's all I remember. Yeah, I literally had to, like, shake my jaw and throat as I did it. Oh, all fish people. Wobble, wobble, wobble. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> oh, considering um, I haven't heard it in almost two years, not bad. That's pretty good. I have a question for everybody. Is there, I have a different version of it for Jay. If you could okay. take your character in a slightly different mechanical direction or get like a different item to kind of add a personality to your character, what would you have wanted to get? And then Jay, what was one of your, what was something you would have liked to see somebody, one of us do? You guys can answer while I think about that. Yeah. Cause for me specifically, because I didn't take that next level in monk and was grounded. Never able to run up walls. <laughs> yeah. I was grounded effectively when I was just at the point where I shouldn't be. I 
would have loved to have uh, winged boots or something that basically did the same thing. That bridged that gap. Ali's spider climb? Spider climb or like, because one of the things I was thinking is if I got the winged boots or like a vest with wings, I could like really lean into that like, oh, he is an angel. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) All your picture is Namor. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. What about the rest of you? Anything jump to mind? I felt like I had all the magic items this whole fucking campaign. Mostly because really half the shit I had didn't really matter for anybody else much and no one's characters would have cared about them but the one mechanical thing I wish we had done is I wish I talked to Jay earlier we've talked to this many times but for the wild magic to have just had it as like a feat or something instead and then I would have gotten that extra level wizard because it's the same yeah. I was in the same predicament as John was where I was always missing that like that one wizard that, level. That one little thing that I needed and which I got to my I got to use my transmutation stone right at the end and it saved Cam's life but it was like I could have fucking saved people's lives way earlier his fate string would have still burned around but it's not a big deal in the end it did technically also give me a few extra spells that i could always cast under cantrips and stuff like that i do like though with mechanic wise that i managed to stick to only using a handful of schools of magic that bravo felt were necessary for what he was studying and looked down upon other magics like i did notice that too at times and like i stuck to evocation transmutation obviously because i was transmutation wizard but that was like our main thing is trying to change things from how they are necromancy because it evolved a little bit of that world too. Yeah, there was a couple of times where you were in towns or churches or whatever and just little comments that I think a lot of people wouldn't have caught until you add them up over time where you'd make little snide remarks of the magics. I saw them as Bravo felt those schools were beneath him. Like they yeah, were that's, cheap magic. Yeah, because obviously everyone has like the thing and as a wizard I have to have a school that I like, right? And especially I found it funny that both me and John created characters that absolutely looked down upon or despised religion. I more looked down <laughs> and he more despises religion. And then we never really had anyone in the group that was religious either. So it wouldn't like we didn't have that conflict per se. No, and I think that was the direction Nick was going to go. Yeah. And I think you were going to do a cleric, weren't you, Nick, with your backup character? Yeah. Yeah. He's nodding. I thought um, so. I had, I had to think back, but I, I was pretty sure that's it. I like I liked that thing. But as far as items go, I have the opposite. I think I got all the items everything. I can't think of anything that would have made anything different. Maybe that orb thing where I can store a spell in it or something, but that's yeah. only like third level spell, not what you do. I admittedly wanted to, but it never... It was never a legitimate thing, but I wanted to cast light on your robe just once. (laughs) (laughs) It's a touch spell. Oh, yeah. The light wasn't cast on the robe once, but I did get it like fucking sunbeam, laser beam, (laughs) penny there over there, fucking blasting things off next to me. Or the sunblade. Um, yeah. But the one thing would be the staff actually was a big one that I liked having that one because it just gave me that little bit of like that oomph to get past those yeah. things. A fun one would have been that one from oh, that Gram Gramory ring thing or whatever from Adventure Zone, where you can change one letter in a spell. I thought <laughs> that would have been interesting for Brava in the sense of he's trying all these different magics and different weird reactions to things. But with how many different spells I had, I'd have too many options. Not to yeah. mention Derek sucks at spelling and other things anyways so especially with uh, how he gets his names wrong so when this that was that was a nice little running gag i will say yeah Yeah. that was a little bit of Derek bleeding out into prob on that one i figured that early on and then you just ran with it tried hard to make some really fucked up names (laughs) (laughs) i I touched on this with harm in a conversation outside of things you guys stopped searching and looting bodies towards the last probably 10 12 sessions okay well maybe not even that many maybe like last five or six and you did miss out on a couple things since the spear and then that 
that one guy with the crown room. That was, I think, like the last thing we looted. Yeah. Maybe a room after that. I can't remember. And even exactly. then, we only looted because it was like, you we knew to be to something there. This. Yeah. <laughs> this guy looks like he's got good stuff. I'm going to take his pillows. <laughs> <laughs> but is Cam's any- not a greedy character. So kicking over the body and then looting it is not necessarily like up his alley. No. Yeah, but I would say for me, the I had the opposite. I actually really enjoyed the fact that we got Dawnbringer. Not for, for Cam's, you know, OP slashes there, but it was more of the set, and especially since we faced a lot of undead stuff, but it was more of the sense I like that we all at one point in time had her. Yes, um, I would agree and we with all that had, And we all had different uses or purposes for her. Like, Penny did it to, like, get closer to Cam and know her family. Like, that's why Penny was hanging out with this thing. And then, like, I was using it as a flashlight. And, you know, Allie just wanted a fancy sword. And then Cam was like, this is my grandma. This is my like my destiny, pretty <laughs> <Yeah>. much. <laughs> and then later on, Blinky's like, I can't get this off me. <laughs> How did that revelation come across for you, John? It was like, it was very, it just this what <laughs> well, ben was too stunned to speak yeah i was like how do i how do i process this like okay i remember talking with my son and he knew ahead of time like what had happened and then he's he asked me the one day he's like how did last night go i said john finally found out he's like oh, how was it <laughs> I was like, it went exactly how I wanted it to. And I had zero intention of taking, trying to even get close to that sword until it nearly killed me. Yep. And then you're like, I can't have it. I want it. <laughs> Not even I can't have it. I want it. It's like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. Are, well, cause you yeah, like just straight warlock the whole time. Yeah. That's one thing I might've wanted to change, but it's like, I didn't develop in another way. So it worked for you. Yeah. Yeah. I found and I think the way you and I narratively brought stuff together, you did gain benefits here and there without having to change mm-hmm. classes. Yeah, a little extra flair. Do mm-hmm. you regret Justine going barbarian at all? I don't, no. I did it purely for narrative purposes. I wanted um, to see more rage out of you after you did that. It. Hey, the it first time she raged things. was my favorite one. Oh, yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> it, it was for the shock and the awe of the first one. And it was, it was it's always one of those things where like we'd end a session and I thought, oh, I should have raged. You know, I should have just done it. What was interesting, Jay, I don't think you knew this until the last episode because we were messaging privately yeah. in the big fight. You were like, you should rage now. And but I I couldn't because it was tied to my my wild shape charges. Yes. So I had to prioritize which side of things I wanted to go. And at also, one point I wanted to see you rage and then turn into an animal reflective of that. And that was something that I didn't realize was doable until much later. John, going, no, no. John I'm told me rage into yes, a lion. Yeah, I said that immediately. Me, and then I obviously Lion was rage. not listening immediately, <laughs> but later on. Well, and admittedly, that is one of the things with multi-classing is you don't, unless you're really familiar, you might not necessarily know what combos, so to speak. Like mm-hmm. I said, you can't cast spells where you're raging, but if you cast one before you rage, then it can keep right. going. Yeah. So yeah how many levels of barbarian did you end up taking? Just the I one? Only, or? I only took one. And every time we leveled up, I always looked at it, but it didn't seem to be worth it comparatively to what I was getting out of a druid level. So and I, I think just if kept was taking m- druid. If there was more situations that angered you and you were like developing that rage more, then I could see you kind of branching off a couple more levels. But yeah, it like you said, it didn't quite work. It also, and that happens sometimes. The slot, the two slots, so they're charged, they're tied to rage, wild shape, and symbiotic entity. So I had three things I could do each With time. Any combination. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And to clarify, it, rage didn't mean it used the wild shape. It was the bonus action. Yeah. Was tied to one of those three things. Yeah. Like it. Like I could have two yeah. charges of any of those three things. Yeah. Jay, what did you think? Or I forget what you what 
what the aspect of the question was like, for me. One of the uh, things that you would have liked to have seen, like based on what you knew or understood, like where we would have taken our characters mechanically. Um, mechanically, you guys were all pretty much on point. It was interesting seeing you take a couple level of clerics, given the character. I did that because... He is now the leader of the Camelites. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> that uh, is around the time he did it, though. I just Whether saying. he knows it or not. Whether he's I, willing or not. So I very specifically, like, outside of game logic, went with... I, I kept it to, like, the fours for level progression. So, like, I got my feet, and then I got my second feet. Yeah. And I went from there. You never shortchanged yourself. No, but at the time it was, that was around the time where I got Dawnbreaker. Yeah. So rather than sticking with the more like earthly, I'm a punch thing, yeah. I lean towards more of the Asthma background. Nature. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're, yeah, because I saw your cleric things more of yeah. your like genetic background in that sense, not so much in like your belief in a god system. Yeah, yeah. Because the only real attempt I had at getting in contact with a god was like at the very end where it's like, I what do we got? I got yeah. sword. The second the second time you died, it didn't get to play out because somebody brought you back, but I rolled low enough that TNR caught wind of what happened. Mm. And I was like, oh, I could do something with this. And then boop, he's back. Well, never mind. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that was the Bobby Yaga one. Wasn't it? No, that was, the, the it was fate. before that. Yeah, that was the fate one. Oh yeah, yeah, fate string. Yeah, I do have one grief. Okay, I never got inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> He just didn't. Everybody else John. had like extra. They got it multiple times. What did you want inspiration for punching Brother or Ali? Maybe I don't know. I just never, like, no, like, I think I think you. What can I do in character that will get me inspiration? Well, I was thinking maybe inspiration from when you had your your interaction with your dad, not because it was like something that was you know it wasn't an inspiring like thing you did, but it was like the performance that happened between you guys was. Good. And in, in hindsight, I would agree with that. For me, in all honesty, I was in the head of that character so much, it never even crossed my mind. Yeah. But yeah, that's a good example where it would have been fitting. I had had one inspiration for so long. I know, you were afraid to use it. I know. And then you gave me two more inspirations on top of that, but I did like, they don't stack, obviously. So like, I just, all right, I got to use this fucking thing. (laughs) But I wanted to use it for something that was inspirational, not just like, I want to use it to re-roll this attack roll. And I know Justine got... I think you got yours more towards the end and like throughout the early days. And used it good. Yeah. Yeah, you got one recently. Yeah, yeah. with the snake. Yeah. yeah. Blinky shit. Right. That Blinky was the, the snake. snake. Yeah. That was amazing. Well, then again, it goes back. You had inspiration. And then when you tried to rip the eye out, I tried to give it to you again. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> you're like, no, I've still got one. Okay. Should have used it ripping the eye out. I was going to, but I rolled well already. So I didn't yeah. need to. <laughs> Here's an easy one. It's a simple yes or no. When we started, did you think this was going to go two years? No, I don't know when I thought how long it was. I would say when we started, no, but when we got to the one, like when we got to like the one year mark, we only, I think we only missed like one week in the first year. But then as soon as we started hitting like this, like I don't know what it was last year, we we're all just busy. The world opened up again. Justin yeah, got a boyfriend, and now summer. we don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was like one of those things where just, you know, things work out, right? And yeah. that's when I was like, okay, this is. Like, I remember one point I asked Jay, like, when do you think this will be done? He's like, oh, probably September. And, like, <laughs> and then we play for four weeks. <laughs> I put that clip in the, the chat, too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. By the end of September. No problem. Yeah. yeah. But I think you asked me that at, like, the beginning of the summer. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and then so I like, think there was... 
I think there was two sessions. I thought each of them wouldn't have gone as long as they did <laughs> with whatever you guys were doing. And there was a couple of things along the way where that happened. I was like, okay, I, like, I got stuff going on, but let's just see what they want to do. And it would be like three sessions. I was like, well, I didn't have to do anything. <laughs> a little bit of improv here and there. I know, well, it was actually Clayton, who again, who painted the miniatures. We were talking one day because I said, how does it sound? And he says, you sound like you kind of always know what's going on. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Nicole was so, listening to the audio the other day and she's like, I don't recognize anybody's voices. And then all of a sudden my voice, he was like, well, that's you. And I'm like, well, I don't <laughs> even know who I am. You're married to me. And then I'm like, you must recognize some of these other ones. And then Jay starts speaking and she's like, is that Jay? I'm like, yeah, see, our voices are very similar. She just doesn't know. She has never heard Harm's voice. So that's easy to do whatever. And then Justine's what? voice came in. She's like, oh, that's Justine. I'm like, see, you know everybody. And like, technically, even if you saw John, you would remember. <laughs> yeah. When I worked in radio, people wouldn't recognize. They'd hear me like at it. It was funny. We be out for dinner and just chatting and you could see somebody look they're kind of like i recognize that person or their voice but i don't know from where justine uh going back to your npc thing if you liked some of the ones in this one you're gonna really love the next one. Oh, i got a few fun characters already yeah especially uh, well, we'll talk about that in a second, yeah. later in a few minutes actually probably i don't know if i had a favorite npc like obviously i loved like bravo loved credits and i liked making yeah. jay do credits um <laughs> i loved how bravo became i would have a like i would I call it my my sick puppy thing where like you know we got a, we got an npc and all it takes is a few things gone right with this npc that bravo started liking him and i would start to give him like a little bit more things to do and to a point where like yeah but it turned out they all were just the same fucking character they could all shoot they could all fucking pick locks and <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> i'm like what the hell <laughs> yeah and if any of those guys well i don't know what's his name El elderons what's his name elderner elderner so i don't know maybe maybe there's something romantic down the road with those two but kravitz didn't live long enough to have anything flourish with him he and if i remember correctly the character he was based on in the module itself you were like encountered he was kind of and, and it's how he was he was kind of like part of that underground you know crime kind of thing but i just had the opportunity to do more with it and then you brought him along and i was like all right well here we go I have a pretty good idea who Justine's favorite NPC was. Uh-huh. Or at least the favorite one I voiced. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Also a very cool character that we just got like a little a little glimpse of, you know, what what true healing magic looks like. <laughs> Which hey. <laughs> who's that? Who's that for the listeners? <laughs> Jay, do it. They gonna bring him back. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which isn't that far off of. So y'all want to go to the town, do you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know why I loved Jeb. You guys, that surprised me, like how much right away he became popular. I was like, wow. And I just imagined yes. I had no connection to any of the MPs. I think Derek just loved Jeb, and we were all like, this is a good bit. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. We can get behind this. Back I don't up. know. <laughs> I guess you reminded me of that. You reminded me a bit of the like cowboy guy from the movie Tall Tale. I'm trying to remember what that character's name is. If anyone remembers that movie, but he's I don't know. It's a like a Western legendary. Like it's all about a bunch of legends. But he had that similar. The actor had a similar voice to that, and that's what reminded me of it. And I was like, I don't know. I just feel like this guy's trustworthy the whole time, you know? Like <laughs> I admittedly based that heavily off of Matt McCree. Yeah, that's, that's kind of the the tones and ideas yeah. I was getting from it. But I was like, I had to have it in a different environment and in a different role yes because if you can take that and change that then it doesn't click right away like oh he's clearly trying to be that guy character inspiration overall we got a little bit about who brava and 
Blinky were in the game, but for us creating characters, did anyone take inspiration from anything outside of what kind of came out in the game? So my character originally started with the fact that, so usually I try and I'll pick like a couple characters to ape and like, like fictionally? smash. Huh? Like fictionally? Yeah, like other characters I'll, I'll like think of and be like, I like this personality. I'll kind of like take inspiration from it. But this is one of the first times where it's like, I like that subclass. <laughs> <laughs> and I built I tried to build a character around like the two halves of like the way of mercy where it's the healing and the hurting. Yeah. And and there's a the thing quickly going back to mechanics and stuff and story-wise and whatnot. Your mask kind of that fell, fell by the off. wayside a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And I mean that happens sometimes when you're doing a character. Like Ali's memory was another one. Yeah. And he's but maybe maybe Cam used the mask as a way yep. to hide the pain that he caused, but as time went on, he was becoming more and more righteous with his or more accepting of what yeah. of his... <laughs> Well, no, it was it's really a deeper meaning there, Jay. <laughs> uh, and you originally... didn't, to be fair, I think you didn't get enough opportunity to use it consistently no. either, I think. No. Uh, you were in a city or something, I think it could have shone a little more. Yeah, it, the reasoning for the mask that I made in the first place was that he used it to, like, steal himself against, like, some of the more unsavory things of being, uh, like, an underground doctor. So, like, why are you helping these guys? Well, they tried to turn over a cart, and this guy took an arrow in the middle. So yeah. try and save him, can you? like well i didn't need to hear that <laughs> so it was more of a way to separate him but then because of like the half and half as part of the inspiration it was like he would completely shut down not that that was much different from how he normally was but it was he'd become a one-track mind so like specifically when penny got taken by the minotaur put on the mask this is the only thing that mattered mm-hmm. yeah, I, I had really wanted to at some point along the way in any of our town adventures we only got a small taste of it but i really wanted the cam going off in the middle of the night to find people to doctor yeah Um, that happened a few times but i i really wish that we had done that a bit more or we had had a chance to do that (laughs) and like i said it kept giving me the idea that he was like a serial killer the whole time (laughs) so well right he's such a serial killer which Yeah, like, oh, look at these dead bodies that, you know, just appeared overnight. The failed. Like, why else would he have been in jail? <laughs> that I became the serial killer, but I am the probably one of the less bloodthirsty of some of us. Yeah. Like, if it's happening, it's happening, but I'm not looking for it. Whereas, <laughs> like you said, let's go kill that half elf that messed with us. I just wanted to find him, okay? <laughs> you, I have. You said kill him and that's I have chat logs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was going to kill him and bring him back. I can bring him back, guys. <laughs> that and then kill him again. That is sociopath <laughs> behavior. Yeah, but that was my behavior the whole time, though. <laughs> True. I, I mean, was very... I always wanted Brahma to be a little disconnected from death as a, like a form of coping mechanism for him to get over the fact that he did almost die or did die, but he did not. And so, like, whenever, like, NPCs died around us, like, Krevitz, I was, I was worried about, but my goal was just, like, I just want him back, but I don't want him back as, like, a utility. Like, I liked having him around. Not so much that it's like, oh, this is this is it. Same as we can. Like, whenever I came back to life, it was so that he could heal me, but then I fucking blinked out, so he couldn't heal me anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I think you were on the low totem of that. That one anyways because i yes. think penny was like down or being very much accosted at the time so two things mechanically one from my perspective and i had more story to work with but you guys ended up back in the underdark way too soon yeah <laughs> but second to that of, of having gone back how was it being a demon lord ah, that was fun that's a fun twist on the kaiju movie 
Yeah. <laughs> I do enjoy the fact that I was stealing bed sheets during that fight also. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was one of my favorite. I think that's like one of my favorite things of just like there are literal demon lords out there fighting each other to the death. <laughs> and and you're getting like, the linens. And you're just <laughs> looting. This is some nice silks. <laughs> that was after the fight. I know, but still, I, I was checking them out. We were hiding in buildings with all the dwarves. Oh, that was, that was one thing I wish we could have, I could have dabbled back into actually was getting those dwarf guards <laughs> what i considered my personal guards now <laughs> my, my elite dwarves <laughs> you gotta stop making cults man <laughs> <laughs> just all these little factions everywhere yeah. listen i try to adjust as much as i can for the next campaign to work off of i guess i don't know <laughs> guns and now we got <laughs> speaking of yeah so put the final touches on this part of the discussion i will say if you're listening to this and you've listened to everything we've put out so far two years what 80 almost or plus or minus episodes thank you thank you it's i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) wait no 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 we're sorry for some of the things we said but none of the things we did no that's somebody else's you got to redo that edit it (laughs) (laughs) no uh even like when there was or when we were like so we were 25 episodes in then we hit 50 and just kept going and it's like people are still listening it's it's humbling to have that for me as well uh, and I've mentioned to you guys, I've never finished a D&D campaign in 35 years. I've never finished one. Congratulations, Let alone characters getting this high yeah. level. So, yeah. Well, one, one, I was going to say, one car you, our last campaign was finished. Just <laughs> Just Well, yeah. yeah, the story ended early on that one. It <laughs> yeah. Its culmination narratively. Yeah. We didn't win. Okay, it was we the didn't car win crash me. ending. Which <laughs> I got wiped out by a dragon saying. three quarters of the way to the end. But and, and this one, I'll admit, I was a little worried when you guys were tapped out and kept pushing. And then it worked out. And then it came down to the final fight one way or the other. And going into that for the first time in those almost 80 episodes or whatever, I was nervous. So were because we? Because <laughs> not like whether you were going to win or die. It's like, okay, this is the big final fight. Like I need it. I want it to narratively play out the way it should and have the peaks and lows that it should. And like I said, I've never sat down for the final episode of a campaign before. So I, I guess I put like, you know, a little bit of pressure on myself to make sure it came off that way. And because I think we earned it over time. Yeah. But uh, yeah, now we move on to the next one. And it's the four of you. Again, thanks to Nick for joining us tonight for a little bit. He won't be coming back, unfortunately, for the next campaign, but we have someone else with us instead. And she's muted or just nothing. I don't know. That's muted. Uh, You have one thing? I do have one thing. If everyone, except for Jake, because it'll break his computer, take a look at the art picture area. This is for our final campaign in our group, which apparently I didn't hit enter. There we go. I'm floating. Don't say final campaign. No, no, that was our final images of the campaign. Yeah, there's our own little group photo of all And you will be able to see this on Instagram soon for a little teaser for you. And I'm here if you can hear me. Yeah, we can hear. Okay, perfect. Oh, that looks great. I that does look great. That look. Yeah, I'm just working on getting the the individual characters too for us each to have our own little. That's a great image to wrap things up. Yeah. I did not pick the tower. I want to point out in the back or the light of any kind. <laughs> that was just the artist's decision in the background. But yeah, <laughs> very nice. And yeah, as I said, new campaign, and we have a new guest with us. Courtney will be joining us for our shenanigans, or as we referred to it, uh, one mishap at a time, saving the world. <laughs> I'm really excited to be here. Thanks so much. 
we're happy to have you. It was a nice surprise. You guys know a little bit of the campaign, so to speak, in the sense that unlike the last two that were kind of, you were traveling all over the continents and whatnot, this one is going to be rooted very much in Lions Harbor, which will be three years from when this campaign just ended. At this point, Lions Harbor is the largest city in the world. So with that comes all kinds of threads and adventures and more specifically, new characters. What you got for us, Derek? I am Derek, and I will be playing. I will be playing Sebastian. Last name still pending. I have not decided on one yet. I'm still indecisive on that front. I will be a Tortle Craftsman, which is one of Jay's extra classes that we've introduced this time around. And on top of that, uh, let's just say he's he's very old and very slow. <laughs> And that's all I'm going to give right now. I go to John, but he's frozen on my end. Oh, not anymore. Yeah, I'm John, and I will be playing Lido Vestio Galane, a half-elf, half-orc barbarian fighter. I will be very loud, and it will be known. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Justine? I'm Justine. I'm going to be playing Ariel Otarane, short form L is what she'll go by. She's a Triton paladin, comes paired with Sebastian, and she's got definitely quite a few tricks up her sleeve and some secrets that she's trying to hide. Yeah, and it's going to be a lot of fun for her to do it. Harm? How much are you going to reveal? I'm Harm. I am playing a half-orc, half-human. She's quite poor. She's a cleric barbarian and she will actually be blind. Oh, interesting. Very. And then that brings us to our rookie. Hey, <laughs> I can assume that's me. Um, <laughs> yes. What are you so playing, Courtney? I'm going to bring to the table Wilhelmina Holland, or Mina for short. It does have a lot to do with the fact that I just finished reading Dracula. So I took inspiration from that. She's going to be a half-elf ranger with a heart and a pocket full of gold. And she's also going to be a swarm keeper, so her hair will be full of bugs, which is fun. Oh, interesting. I like it. Mm-hmm. We'll see where it goes. I will let you guys know the very first episode when we start recording that one will be flashbacks that collectively bring you all together. So some of you will see a little bit more narrative, some of you see a little bit less. And essentially, you will be well known within the city by that point in time. And the fun will begin with that. Any questions, concerns, or things you want to mention? Heading into the new, I don't want to say new world, because you guys saved the world, so it stayed as is. I have a comment. Ah! <laughs> Are we going to hear that a lot? Probably. <laughs> I'm very excited, because you have said with Cam on multiple occasions, you know, I, I stay quiet because Cam wouldn't do that. And I feel like those characters would be like, I am here. <laughs> I will yes. say the things. <laughs> I will contribute to the conversation. Yeah. We'll say all the puns. No filter. <laughs> yes. The first thing I noticed, and I don't know if you listening picked up on that, was the flipping characters. You guys had a heavy magic balance to the previous group. <laughs> <laughs> What's magic? <laughs> What's a spell? Are, are your muscles going to solve everything? Yes, I, I will punch the initiative. Hey, I am going to still be playing an intelligent character, apparently, at some round. <laughs> I'm not unintelligent. Oh, I, I think I might be. <laughs> You're probably going to be the smartest one in the group. Oh, no. See, this is the first time I've ever played a character that didn't have really weak hollow bones and actually has strength. So it's pretty exciting. 
I'm looking forward to each one of you. And yeah, we'll have some artwork up on Instagram soon enough as well. So you guys can get a little sneak preview of these guys. And we'll be back before you know it. There may be a little interlude with something else in between. We're still kind of meshing that out. But one more time, 80 episodes in or whatever. Thanks so much. Hope you guys are as excited for the new characters as we are. And next time you hear from us, it will be in Lions Harbor. Thank you.